Welcome to another edition of Meet the Pros, and we're here this episode with Tony George. And uh, one of the things we do with uh, Meet the Pros is we bring the guys on and we say, listen, we got one question for you. What is it about your background? What is it about your handicapping style, which is going to help the pregame.com viewers and listeners make money? That's what we're interested in. So, Tony, I'll just kind of throw it to you, and you can start telling us about your background, and I'll jump in with questions. Well, uh, I come from uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, basically. Uh, let's just all just fat pass fast forward past high school, but uh, played a little football in college. No, no good high school stories. No good me. high school stories. None, none that we can air on the now, on the pregame now pro when, site. <laughs> now, when did you start betting, though? Uh, I was running numbers for a bookie at a, out of a pool hall when I was 13 years old. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when when people outside the business hear something like that, they're like, oh, my God, that's unbelievable. Like when I'm doing radio and I say I started betting when I was 14, they can't believe it. But it's funny. It seems like about 50% of the guys that end up doing this for a living really did get a young start. Oh, yeah. No, my dad was always, you know, he big horse player. We had a track up there in uh, Omaha called Exarbon which is Nebraska spelled backwards <laughs> and they shut that down. I don't know. They shut that thing down back in the, in, in the mid to late nineties. But, uh, between, uh, betting the ponies two or three times a week, running up from this small town we lived at to, uh, to the point where he was, you know, betting some football games and the sheet, you know, it's always the sheet that would come around this town of 3,500 people in Southeast Nebraska. That was like the moment of truth. Every Thursday, Oh, the sheets here uh, and ties loose on those sheets. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. But, uh, tell you what, there's a guy by the name of Bill Ratliff that ran a pool hall in a town called Auburn, Nebraska. And, uh, he would have me go around and collect for him. He was a friend of my dad's and runs run, run some new numbers around. Well, some of these guys who I would notice started noticing were losing all the time. So I just started holding some of those bets. Uh, oh, so I had a lot of spending money in college because of that and high school. I always had, you know, a nice clean car, the best stereo, you know, always had money in my pocket. Uh, and everybody want to know why. Guess what? That's because the Eagles didn't cover. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I really got my start there. I've always had a passion for sports. And uh, long story short, we played a little football in college and, and uh, you know, got, got a really good uh, technical knowledge of that sport, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I played middle linebacker for three years in college. I started out Division two school and then went up to a Division one school. And long story short, once I graduated from college, I just – always played around with wagering and and follow sports avidly and so i think the statute of limitations are probably up did were you betting during college oh hell yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i knew the campus bookie better than any of my best friend i'd even hold some bets for him but uh i suppose if i had uh, mark sanchez status on the team uh, i probably wouldn't have been doing it but at the time you know um, i wasn't uh wasn't a star or well, anything. That's a good point. Oftentimes, the people uh, with this Toledo scandal, that's an example where the people who seemed to orchestrate it weren't necessarily the best players. Uh, and because of that disengagement or they didn't have the, uh, they weren't spending all their time on preparation, it, it, it led to some other things, clearly. so. Yeah, and uh, I, I was definitely a behind-the-scenes type of guy when I was at Nebraska. But, uh, you know, I came out here for a golf thing in 1992 in Las Vegas with a bunch of buddies from Lincoln, Nebraska, where I, I, I've lived up until the last two years where I moved to Kansas City. And I still call Lincoln my hometown. And uh, I got into a contest 
down at the horseshoe as a goof, an NFL contest. It was a season-long thing. It was like, I think, $400 to get in the thing. Binion boys were putting it on, you know. It was just a goof. Went in there one night, we're eating dinner. I said, you oh, I could pick winners. Why end up winning the thing? And uh, one of the Binion boys came up to me. He gave me a check for $5,000. I flew back out here, got my check. And he said, you know, I got some buddies that would pay you for your picks if you're, if you're really this good in the NFL. So, you know, give me a call next year. Well, I called him up, and sure enough, he had, I don't know, eight or ten buddies give me, you know, five, six hundred, seven hundred dollars each. And I had a little voicemail system that they could call a 402 number. I didn't even have an 800 number. This was low rent right out of the, right out of my, basically the room above my garage in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, now what year was this? In 19, this would have been 93. And I uh, had these eight or ten guys, and I probably went 65, 67%. Uh, and I just picked pros. And then I started throwing in a few college games, and, and the next year they're all calling again, wanting it. And it, that's just kind of where it sprung from in terms of, you know, and the, the more I got into it, you know, the deeper I got into it, I started to understand the Las Vegas line. I came out here and met an old Vegas handicapper by the name of Mike Lee. If you remember Mike, he was an old timer. Oh yeah, he passed away a few years ago. Yeah. But no doubt, he wrote a pretty famous book, a couple books on handicapping. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I read both his books. And uh, she, he was going out. I can't remember her name with a gal by the name of Linda. The time he passed away, she was writing for Buzz Daily. Okay. And uh, and so Linda she, Collins. Yeah, right? Linda Collins. And uh, that was his life partner, so to speak. But. Basically, over an eight-year period, I've got an indoctrination into the Mike Lee philosophy of sports handicapping and taught me a lot about the Las Vegas line, that you're not just handicapping the game, you're handicapping the line. And I kind of learned all these things and kind of honed my craft around with his toolage, so to speak. He was more or less my mentor. Okay, now where was he based at this point? He was based here in Las Vegas. So you guys would be talking on the phone and breaking down the game All the time. You know, or if I saw a line that didn't make sense, he goes, well, I'll tell you why it doesn't make sense. Here's what, here's what you ought to do. You know, and at the time, he was still out here on some websites, I mean, and uh, in Vegas, and it was still kind of a more or less of an icon. I think he was in the, the Stardust Invitational a couple of different times. I know he was in it the year, I think, um, I can't remember who won it that year. But I think it was uh, Mark Lawrence or somebody won the thing, and, and he got runner-up that year. But uh, Mike was an old scratch pad, old-school handicapper. And the one thing, I guess, more than anything else that he taught me, and I preach it today, and uh, it hurts me in terms of, you know, maybe making, quote, unquote, more money on pick sales than other handicappers is, is my philosophy, and I've blogged it on the website numerous times, less is more. All right, so we're talking specifically about game volume right now. Right, exactly. And uh, once I learned how to look at the line and handicap the line and then, you know, with the, all the information that's available to us now that wasn't available to us in 1995 in terms of the Internet and all the stats and data you know, matchups, that, like the database you have here at pregame is unbelievable. And the thing of it is is that uh, with all that information and all that toolage I had with him, um, the one thing I learned was there's so much information on every game. If you really handicapped it from top to bottom and say you've got on a Sunday on a Saturday – 97 college basketball games. There's no way that you can absolutely look at every single game on the board in depth and make a decision where people are paying you when they're putting their hard-earned dollars down. I have a feeling with throwing 
five, six, seven, eight picks up against the wall and see what sticks and hope I make some sales. So what I, my philosophy is is that uh, specialization is the key to success. And you'll see a lot about me here at the pregame on the Big 12. That's one conference in college football and in college basketball that during the year, 60% of all my selections come out of that conference. And I, th- I think, uh, one, I agree with you on the specialization. Number two, I think that when you're at a website like pregame.com, as opposed to, let's say, being on your own trying to sell picks, it's a situation where being lower volume, being more specialized is not a negative because if people want more volume, it's there with other handicappers. And if they want games outside the Big 12 or more games outside the Big 12, it's there. So one of the things we pride ourselves on is allowing people to be what they are. Some people only do certain sports. Yep. But but if, if, if you have to maintain your audience 365 days a year, you're going to force those other sports. Here, everyone can be just who they are. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, there are certain handicapper style. You've got, you know, uh, Ben Burns over here, a guy puts out, uh, doesn't put out a lot of plays, but what he does are they're high quality, low volume, lots of winners. And really, I guess for lack of a better term to compare myself to somebody, that'd probably be someone I'd compare myself to here is, you know, does you, you go up there on a day where there's NBA and there's Major League Baseball going on, he doesn't have 12 plays up there. He's got two, and uh, or three at the most, and and that's really something that I believe that it's so important. The thing that that I, I learned, and the thing that I preach to my guys is, you know, you can make more money by wagering less. You really can, and what I mean by that is, is that what I'll give you an example. Of my philosophy of Major League Baseball. Um, there's twenty. 15 to 20 games a day usually in every single day there's and then you 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 parlay that into college basketball during the heat of the season once conference action starts there's anywhere from 15 to 30 games a night you know and on the weekends it's worse um so let's take and I'm talking daily sports. I'm not talking NFL and college football where you got a whole week to study mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though there's more games. I'm talking day to day. The dynamics of a team can change from day to day. So what I do is I find the best bet on the board in my opinion and I wager it. That's it. I don't put out a lot of triple headers. I might throw in a bonus play occasionally. I and now for those those people on pregame that come by and check out my wares you'll notice a lot of my cars have a premium play on it then they'll have a bonus play you know so in other words um i'm 73 and 30 my last 103 tnt basketball games on thursday night Oh, clearly awesome. And, yeah. and again, that that's an example of forced specialization or right. focus because there's two games usually on Thursday. And now let me ask but you this. I'll, I'll take a, but my, my thing on the bonus thing is I'll take one of those two games every single week. If you folks uh, want some bang for your buck, I want you to think about this. The other game I'm not on, I'll always throw out a bonus play on. And those bonus plays are over 60, 65% as well. And again, we're talking, uh, and, and you've told us some really good numbers, and, and those are super impressive. In general, though, what any, and I think you'll agree with me, with any batter overall is looking to do is hit f- between 55 and 58%. That's, uh, that's a reasonable Absolutely. Um, I will tell you this right now, and uh, I've never been a guy, and I've done some TV, I've done national radio, my own show for eight years out of, 
1480 Lincoln, Nebraska. I was on the Armed Forces Radio Network for six years worldwide. Been on Sirius Satellite Radio and all those different things is um and people will call and i've never been a boiler room operator type of guy where you call an 800 number and you got some silver tongue devil jamming you know some card down your throat for 500 dollars for a weekend and information so strong tony's got a hundred thousand dollars personally on the game and you know paying some guy 25 percent commission for whatever he can dupe out of somebody i've never been like that uh but uh the one thing when people do call me and uh I've gone more internet exclusive. I had a late telephone service for, you know, hell, 13 years. But when I talk to them, they want guarantees. And I will tell you just exactly what you said. I will guarantee you that you will lose 40% of the time. At minimum. At minimum. At, and so what we need to do is we need to manage your bankroll. Baseball. People don't like to bet baseball. I will tell you right now, if you're not wagering baseball, you're making a grave mistake because it's the easiest sport of all the handicap. So backing up real quick is one of the things about guarantees, it can be deceiving. Uh, to me, it's a it's a marketing ploy. And again, that's part of you know trying to sell picks. What we try to do is sell picks in a way that's uh, more connected to what the gambling experience is. If you lose a, a, a guaranteed pick, all you're potentially saving is is the, the few dollars you paid for the pick. The amount you bet on the game has no guarantee clearly so to some so to me that's something where it's important for the better to keep that in mind that you're going to lose you know a lot of the time ideally you're going to win between 55 and 58 percent and thus make a profit so now let's back up and 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 i do want to talk baseball and and really just talk about each sport for a minute or two about your perspective on it Uh, but let's talk about the mike lee mentoring uh, to me, it sounds like you were lucky enough to stumble upon an experience that that is that back in the day, pre-internet, it was difficult, especially if you're not in a major area like Vegas, to find someone that would be uh, willing to mentor you and, let's say, expert enough to mentor a young handicapper. Now, nowadays, in the forums, it's almost like a bunch of potential mentors all hanging out trying to help each other. Right. And uh, it seems like that for you, pre-internet, to stumble upon that was a great opportunity. Absolutely a great opportunity. Actually, a godsend. I don't think I would have lasted this long in the business. You know, I had a couple years there where I won some awards. I placed in some contests out here in Vegas, uh, even as of as of late of what 2004, I won the Oldman Handicapping Challenge on the internet in the NFL. I got second in college that year, and you have a tendency to get what on, on uh, even myself a little bit of a, a gregarious personality. You, RJ, you've <laughs> known me a while, no doubt. Uh, yeah, no doubt. but uh, you tend to get on a little bit of a handicapper's high. And I remember Mike calling me up right when I first started on the internet way back when. Uh, with one of your uh, your tech guy, Dean, here, mm-hmm. um, helped set up a, a site called sportsplays.com way back in the day. Yeah, this is like uh, 1995, yeah. 1994, and I first started getting into the Internet. And I uh, went on a big run, and Mike uh, Lee was on this website with me and a, by a guy by the name of Craig Tinney, who's since passed away. And uh, I remember I got on a, like a three- or four-week run where I just could not lose. I mean, I was throwing out, you know – back when the Bengals sucked, I was throwing them out plus 13 and they were winning outright. I mean, you know, on the road. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And I remember Mike called me up and he said, hey, you know, Tony said, uh, I'm reading your sales hooks. Uh, Mr. Conservative, low-key, non-hype, you know, never going to rip anybody off, honest guy. You're starting to get a little bit more carried away with the hype and hyperbole 
of you know getting on this handicapper's high. He said, keep yourself grounded. Don't throw out a lot of games. So he always would do that through the years to me. And uh, him and I had a conversation the day before he died about uh, you know how far I had come, and I just it was kind of uh, ironic that uh, he ended up finding out the next day that he passed away. But I uh, know we had a conversation about that very same thing that how far you've come and how you've maintained your integrity. And I guess the one thing that he taught me, and I would tell anybody who's on pregame, maybe in the forums all the time, and and wanting to get to the point where maybe Spartan got to another Missouri boy. I'm glad this, by the way, thanks for promoting another Missouri boy. Uh, he, we love specialists and he's actually a big 12 Missouri Valley specialist too. So we can yep. have a, whenever you guys are on the same pick, I'm going to make a nice double play mm-hmm. on it. Maybe we do some uh, emailing off the site to each other and he's about an uh, hour and a half from me. I'm going to go down to, uh, I'm sure he's listening in. Um, uh, you're buying at Harpo's pal <laughs> down in Columbia. So I'm well, on so my you way. You just talked us and Marco and I to buying you lunch. Now I you're know. getting, well, I mean, this is like one. I can see your specialty at, at low key sales. Pitch, yeah. So. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> It's uh, it's low key, but it's effective. All right, so baseball now clearly. Um, what we preach all the time on the podcast is if you can get a dime line and if you're not getting a dime line, you're making a big problem uh, for yourself. And remember, you can always check the best offers from trusted sports books at pregameaction.com. But if you're using the dime line, you're really paying half juice. Um, the other rationale of why baseball is rock solid that we talk about all the time is there's more handicapping variables. You have the pitcher and the team. So do you either want to expound upon that or is there another reason you love baseball? Well, I love baseball because uh, really there's no spread involved. So now all you have to do is manage the money line. And I will tell you that seven times out of ten on a daily basis, you'll find the better team wins. Now, I'm not talking the better team based on what the money line is, but the better that, that that's a Las Vegas perception. The line in Las Vegas, these money lines are heavily based on public perception. Uh, if you don't realize that, they don't put lines out because that's the true difference between the teams, that uh, Florida is six points better than Tennessee, but that's where they know they're going to be able to best balance their action. Now, on money line wagering in baseball, it's the same thing, and a lot of times you will find you'll see a lot of underdogs win, short dogs, maybe plus 120, plus one, 130. Uh, it's not because they're upsets, folks, because they're – you got to look at what you, if you handicap them right, they're the better team. So your sweet spot when it comes along the money line spectrum is is typically going to be small favorites and small dogs. Yes, um, at pregamepros.com dot com last year, I never laid a play out there to any client more than minus one fifty ever. I haven't done it again um, uh, this season or any other season. Uh, you will not see me putting out big favorites. I tell you what, it's the quickest. It's a recipe for disaster. And if you're paying a twenty cent line and laying on a two fifty favorite, um, you need about two or three of those to happen in the same week before you're done playing. I mean, very quickly. So you find the best bet on the board. You play short favorites minus one forty eight or less. Look for underdogs. Look for totals. You're right. There's there's two different dynamics. There's the team and there's the pitcher. So you look at that pitcher, look at his history against the teams. A lot of these are, are you know, divisional games all the time. They have a long history. You can find trends in there. Uh, but the bottom line, an interleague play, a little bit little bit more riskier. You know, an interleague play, my best tip for everybody is look for reasons, take every underdog on the board. You will find out uh, every year that's the case. Last year, in interleague, I mean, uh, in years past, interleague play, 
I don't think I've ever gone less than 60% interleague play in the last five years. So you actually like interleague play better? Yeah. Okay. And a lot of guys don't. But I tell you what, once again, one play a day, seven plays a week. If you're a $200 player, you're risking $1,400 that week. And then you're talking money line. So, you know, you'd be risking more than that. Now, we were talking about narrowing your focus in, let's say, a, co- a big college basketball uh, week or, or, or day. Now, in the MLB, do you handicap all every team? Yes, I do. Okay. Now, in the NBA, do you handicap I, every I'm team? A little prefer, I'm, I'm a little, have a little more preference towards the American League in baseball. All right. So you spend extra time on the American League. Now, in the NBA, do you handicap every team? Everything in the NBA. All right. And everything in the NFL? Everything in the NFL. Now, in college football, how and do you... And basketball, Big 12, Missouri Valley and basketball, Big 12, Big 10. Uh, you'll see a lot of my plays come out of those two conferences, probably 75% of them in college football, and Mountain West. Those are my three. But the Big 12, as everybody knows, if, unless you're living under a rock here at pregame.com, uh, I'm, I'm the Big 12 guy here, you know. Well, you, you, you inherited that whether you wanted to or not. You got a Big 12 guy here. Well, you and Spartan, are getting, maybe we're going to have to have the Big 12 yeah. battle well, on we, we get him off of Missouri Tigers every week. We'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a great run. Uh, he, he's been doing real well, and, and, and it's great that you guys – and, again, that's uh, I think one of the things, Tony, you've done well – and, and I wasn't certain of, is you've gotten into the spirit of the forums. And, and, yeah. and maybe here in the story, the idea of that mentoring that was going on offline with Mike Lee back in the day is the idea of maybe giving a little bit of that back. Uh, here's an opportunity. Because right. Tony and I were talking uh, in the office, and he was saying that what he likes about pregame.com and what we're particularly proud of is it's not about calling each other names. It's not about negativity. It's about helping each other. And and I think that's something that attracts people who are, are, are generous, type people and and the fact you've responded to that i I think says a lot about you well i i don't think and i'm not i'm i'm a proud member of pregame here i've i've been with you i don't know quite a while yeah absolutely and uh you know i'm not one to go in and make a big splash and make a bunch of you know wild accusations or over the top type claims but i will tell you of all the and i've never been a big forum dweller and i know you and i talked about this about a year ago so, you know, Tony, you might want to get involved there. But, you know, the reason I was, well, I've been on the Internet to other forums, numerous of them, where they, you know, they slam handicappers, were the lowest common denominator, human filth. And then, uh, you know, next thing you know, somebody else makes a comment about something else and everybody's, you know, they're calling him scumbags. And you know how it gets way out of control. And the one thing that I was, which is refreshing and which is, uh, potentially strongly has a strong potential to make anybody listening uh, that's at pregame.com uh, money. It's going to make you money because I have not seen a more professionally ran, um, courteous, and information sharing sports handicapping or even sports forum on the internet anywhere. And I'm not just saying that because I'm part of it. You know, I haven't been part of it until about the last really seven or eight months. I've really kind of gotten into it more. I write some articles. I'll put them over at pregame pros, but I really wasn't even doing the blogs. But I have found, and you know what? There's, I'm not afraid to say there's been a few things there that have raised my eyebrows. Wow, that's a good angle. You know, well, uh, slugging percentage against left-hand pitchers. I never thought about looking into that. Uh, Matty O'Shea. You know, puts a lot of great stuff out there. Uh, is a good fella, 
that yes, just got yes. bumped up out of the forum. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a, with a guy from Portland. Yes, yes. Uh, I've been admiring his work for about the past year, and they've made him a pro now, and he's doing a tremendous job. Uh, but those guys provided quality content for the last seven or eight months before they became part of the quote-unquote pro staff here, which really would raise my eyebrows and go, well, you know, I've never thought about it that way. I never looked at that angle. And I think what you have a pregame, which is so unique, uh, for everybody, you don't know how fortunate you are. The synergy between professional handicappers and amateur sports bettors on that website and how they share information is unique and really second to none on the internet. And, you know, hats off to you for doing that, and Marco and and everybody else who, who monitors that on a daily basis. But uh, it's a tremendous opportunity out there for everybody uh, listening to uh, pick up some vast knowledge. And I throw in my two cents every now and then as well. Well, you know, the, the form, first of all, thank you. The forms are something we're really proud of. But to me, as much as maybe the, it's uh, what we're seeing now is, is a vision that I have uh, come to life. The reality is the forums are about the people who are participating. And the fact that we have people that want that kind of relationship and that kind of synergy is why we have it. I can write, hey, guys, this is what I want, but people can do whatever they want to do. And the fact that the ones who are key contributors have chosen to follow the path that's got you excited about it that's a hell of a statement about the forums itself is a guy like you long time in the business high quality wants to get excited and uh that and and i want to make a special call call out to our moderators because as much as i spend time on the forum i'm not there 24 hours a day but we got four mods they all do an amazing job and uh special kudos out to them well listen tony i think you've done a really good job actually of, of, of coming across in this podcast with where you come from as a capper, where you come from as a person. Uh, not so much to have a kind of a closing statement, but is there anything that we didn't touch upon that you think the listeners should know about when they engage with you either for free or if they decide to buy your stuff? Well, I'll tell you what the bottom line is, is I've been doing this since 1992. I've got an impeccable reputation. Um, I don't think there's, there's not a guy on pregame on the pro staff, uh, pre-game pros that does not have an impeccable reputation and i'm very proud to be part of that group and i and i, I appreciate everybody's business and uh you're dealing with a handicapper here it's got a lot of experience you you can't take 17 years of experience and discount that uh, while i might not have quite the hype or maybe quite the sales chops that uh, other guys do i i'm giving you the facts each and every day and there's never been a day in this business uh, that I haven't, you know, celebrated with my clients and thrown the TV remote at the TV with my clients. And I've never had to get up in the morning and look myself in the mirror and remember what yesterday's story was. And there's a lot of guys out there that that's the way it is. And uh, that's why I've landed here. I've been around. The, I know everybody knows the Tony George brand name. I've been on radio and I've been around the Internet on other places. I found my home here. It's the best place to be. And I'll tell you what, if each and every day you invest in my wares, uh, realize you're the best bets on the board that I found with my experience, and uh, I'm going to give you my best shot every day. And each and every sell that I make over there, uh, I appreciate your business. So you uh, you do bet every game you release? You bet. Awesome. You bet. I'm out here in Las Vegas doing this podcast, and you know, of course, uh, when I'm out here, I'm at the sports book and uh last night wasn't a good night and you know one thing about this business rj everybody said oh you won the ultimate handicapping challenge in 2004 and you went 59 and 
12 or whatever it was in the NFL that year. You know, you know, to the guy that bought my play last night that didn't win, that's how good Tony George is. You're only as good as your last pick. And I always want to be good, so I try hard every day to keep my clients and maintain them, and I surely appreciate all of them. I think a lot of your personalities come out here, and, and I think it's a real good thing. We're really looking forward to Tony's participation. We're plotting a uh, more podcasts, uh, blogs, forums. You can check that all out at pregame.com. And for future editions and past editions of Meet the Pros and all of our podcasts, you can go to pregamepodcast.com. We'll see you next time. <laughs>